Welcome to episode 26 of the Seemingly Unknown <laughs> Podcast. John, uh, just me and you again today. Just me and you. I feel left out. I think Paul's ditched us. Paul's actually currently at a Cracker Barrel. Right, ordering... Uh, uh, sourdough, toast. sourdough toast. I actually texted him right. and I said, "What are you doing right now? We're about to record." And he said, "This is the this is the text I get back." And he said, "I'm at a Cracker Barrel, about to drive to Rochester." I said, "Get some sourdough toast." And he goes, "I'm getting biscuits, you asshole. Who would do such a thing like sourdough?" <laughs> I said, "I don't know." Yes, but Paul as well. Hopefully, we get him on here next week, the week after, or something. Yeah, I miss Paul. It's been good. Like I'm having fun doing it, but I, we certainly it's yes. we have a dynamic with Paul that we don't have with right. sexual with, and violent, sexually violent, if yep. you will. Um, we are in where are we? Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City today, and uh, here we are. It's um, it's uh, it's what is what day is it? Tuesday, Tuesday. Uh, I just did barbecue yesterday with my cousin. Went to a bunch of places that, off the beaten path and. Dude, there's some really good barbecue in this state. Yeah. So where did you go? Uh, we went to Woodman's. Woodyard? Wood, or Woodman's, I think. Oh, we went to Woodyard. Okay. Woodman's. And I went to Danny Davidson's, I believe. You went to two barbecue places? Dude, before 1245. Wow. I, I had a combo platter. Two combo platters before 1245. Can we talk about how much J.R. Moore is going to hate this podcast? Because the microphone is like just in your face and like you can't even see your face. Like, uh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> um... Yeah, I uh, we went to Woodyard. I went with uh, the barbecue experts of Kansas City. I'll say uh, uh, one Scott Porter and one Doctor Paul uh, Nassib or Nassab, however you choose to say his name. Um, and yeah, we went there. It was really good. I Paul's taken me a couple places before. Like when we were here last time for Smith and Myers, he took me to for the second time. I don't think he realized he took me the first time to a place called Q Thirty Nine. That's the fusion place, right? Yeah, yeah. They the have wings cloth are napkins. really good. They have cloth napkins, though. So I basically said, listen, because he always tried to impress me with barbecue. And I go, listen, if they have cloth napkins, I don't want to eat there. That's really good there, though. That's not my, but that's not like my jam. Well, you would have liked Woodman's because they had no napkins. <laughs> and they had piles of wood split into hickory, cherry, uh, two other flavor woods. Wait, uh, hold on. Are you sure you weren't at Woodyard? Yellow truck, yellow sun. Yeah, and then like you could you order, and then there was a whole another section you could walk in and eat, and then there was outdoor where there's a bunch of wood, like in a big like pavilion where you could just go buy wood for a barbecue. Well, this is outdoors, so there's no pavilion like for the wood. Oh, okay. Yeah, but there's lots of places like that then because there was this place was called Wood Yard, yeah. and you could go up and buy wood for like. I went barbecue. to the band Wood Band. Okay, you went yeah. to the man. All right, well I went to the yard, so it was fine. It was, I I just love the. What did you, you get? Uh, brisket. Oh, so this place, the first place had a uh, burnt and jambalaya. Oh, I bet that was It good. was awesome. Yeah. It had good heat to it, but really good burnt ends. Because I think you can mess those up pretty easily. Or there's shortcuts people take, right, with those? You can mess up all barbecue, really, I think, personally. <clears throat> but it was good. Um, I, this is what, so JR and I used to talk about all the time. Like, I, you know, being from Memphis, I'm obviously a barbecue snob, proudly. Um, I used to complain about other cities' barbecue because everybody I'm like, oh, Kansas City has the best barbecue, Texas, North Carolina. I wouldn't – I didn't learn until honestly probably like five years ago. I would never order for the region. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like I would come like 
Memphis is known for ribs and pulled pork. Obviously, that's really it. We're not we're not brisket. We don't do burn ins. Uh, you know, that's not really our thing. Right. So, um, I would go to Texas and order ribs, which is like they don't have good ribs. But instead of ordering brisket, which is what you're supposed to order in Texas, right. so I would go. You know, my all my youth, you know, even my twenties, I would go to Texas and order ribs and go, oh, Texas barbecue is trash. And then, like, then I'd go to you know Kansas City and not get burn ins, and I'd be like, I'd get you know whatever brisket or pulled pork. Right, ah, it's not that great. And then I'm like, oh wait, you got to order for like what it is. You know what I mean? Like, well, it kind of goes to what you do. We do restaurants now. I know, I know, some people don't like it. That's a few. But when you go to a restaurant, like if you go somewhere, you order for the table. Yeah. You know, kind of like what yeah. what everyone's palate should be. In yeah, that, re- that part of the world or restaurant or alley we usually eat in. Yeah, so mostly the alleys. I'm really good at ordering. So when we go to what he's talking about is when we go to restaurants now, I order uh, for the table. So if we go out and there's like five, six of us. I'll order four or five the, Big Macs. We'll split them down the middle. Yeah, couple just of have, have the chef at McDonald's Chicken cut them tenders, up. 50, yeah. 50 piece. You know what I mean? So like I'll order what I'll do is I'll go in and be like, hey, what we're going to do is like I'll order, you know, everybody will get a little bit of taste of steaks. Right. So we did it the other night. Myself, John, my buddy, Bob Hagen from the Vikings and Aaron Jones. We went to a place called PS Steak, uh, which we found out from our buddy, Eric, who plays Rabbit. Uh, and Super Troopers and uh, Eric Stolansky. Eric Stolansky, who's in um, Beer Fest. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's part of the, uh, the Broken, uh, Broken Lizard. Lizard. So, took us this this great steakhouse called PS Steak, which is kind of cool because they kind of have odd cuts. Like yes. they have a shoulder steak and they have a uh, Denver steak, which is also Penis called a steak. Uh, yeah, that's what John got. Yeah, he sure. got that one all by himself. Right. We didn't share that. It had a weird cream texture to it. Yeah, he doesn't share. We don't split no. that for the table. I take that one bite. Honestly, there wasn't enough to go around for the right. table. <laughs> and so we go there and like I ordered for the table and I don't think Bob had necessarily done it like that. And Aaron had none of it. What happens when you do that is first off, everyone gets to try a little bit of everything, Yep, which is great. And then um, you don't get absurdly full. You know what I mean? If you order like a, an 18 ounce ribeye, 20 ounce ribeye for yourself and you eat it plus sides plus apps. You're going to be miserable when you leave that Right. Place. You always feel kind of guilty when you order like a $50, $60 steak if you leave a couple pieces behind. Don't eat we're all here. of it. We're here. We were licking the, the chopping box. <laughs> yeah. We were licking the plates that they right. came on. Did the same thing last night. I went out with uh, Sir Chris Porter's dad again and mom, the Porter parents, and with Matt. And we went to uh, Capitol Grill right here in Kansas City. And I did the same thing. Ordered the, uh, the Grand Plateau Seafood Tower. And then by and then ordered the bacon, the Newski's bacon, the big thick bacon yep. that you and I enjoy very much. And um, by the time it was time to order entrees, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna get some soup. Really? I don't want anything else? Yeah, I just got I got a crock of French onion soup. <clears throat> Ate pretty light last night. Um, felt felt good this morning. What's so. the after show tonight? You think? Because Barry's set on good barbecue for after show. So Chris Porter's uh, dad, Scott Porter, is gonna bring some pulled oh, pork today. Really? My uh. One of my favorite pulled porks I've ever had is Scott Porter's. Um, there's so much good stuff here, man, uh, to order for after show. They got good wings in KC. They got some, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, me and Barry were in a restaurant last night after we played a 17-hour uh, board got, game called Gloovehaven. Let's talk about that for a second. So go ahead and tell your story first. Uh, and on the commercial on TV was a Arby's commercial. We both looked at each other and we are both like, I know this is going to piss off Zach. 
But we both said, man, they make good sandwiches. Ugh. Why does that place not get the love? Oh, they but, do, though. Obviously, I mean, they're still in business. I've never eaten an Arby sandwich in my life. I'm so hungry. I could eat at Arby's. Oh, my oh, gosh. gosh. You hungry. Really? <laughs> But then I had to I had to step in and be like, you know what, I do love their chicken corn blue sandwich, but some of the roast beef sandwiches uh look out the look like the blown out uh vagina of a barnyard cat. <laughs> like it's too wet and like flappy. <laughs> I listen. I've heard the vagina joke before, but <laughs> the barnyard cat might have got me on that one. It kind of threw me off a little bit. It's a little it's a little dirty, a little wet. Uh, oh, <laughs> But it looks it's well it's a well well used uh, roast beef sandwich they put Can out there. Can we talk about the game that in the lobby of this five star hotel that you and three other grown ass men sat down and played? So the game is called in public in front of people. By the, the way, game, you didn't go to someone's room. No, that's why I actually enjoyed it. The game is called Gloob Haven. Uh, <laughs> it's based on. Uh, almost like a, a Eastern uh, European era. Uh, back in the day, but with more of a fantasy element. So you have to work as a team. Uh, each player, I was a healer. Uh, what, okay, what does that mean? I have to, I can heal other players if they get hurt or attacked by monsters. Barry was like this. War, Barry was like this shadowy figure. He had like little knives. Uh, Steve Hupkowitz was a almost like a picture like a medieval suicide bomber. He's like a little dude, little troll thing. And, oh, so, uh, so fit, and Sherman, fits the in. Shermanator, uh, Taylor Sherman, uh, was a, he was a ravager. Like he could really attack people with swords and stuff. So you work as a team to go through different levels. Uh, and you get, you collect gold, silver treasures. And oh, here's here's what's, here's a, honestly what really fucked me up. Uh, there's an app to the game where Steve can play pro like chapters like, with different backstory. And then as we're playing, you play theme music based on what level you're in and <laughs> where there are meetings going on. The hotel lobby people are like, what is going on? There are a couple of nerds over here. And we're like, just leave us alone. We're, it's we're, like, we're right. They were like right by the restaurant area. It listen, this is a Monday night football is going on. Monday night football is going on. Yeah. Also, uh, shout out to the Packers. They won. Yeah. Um, um, this is, this isn't like a normal hotel lobby. This is, we're staying in a hotel, which I call there's, there's, there's two franchises like this. I call them old money hotels. Yeah. So the, 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 um, the, the lobby is all like mahogany walls, very library. It looking. has a library in it. It with has globes, a library in it. And, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's old. It looks like the set of clue. Yes. When you're, when you're here. Yeah. Um, and there's usually a lot of old people come here who don't stay here. They just come here to like eat and have like old, they drink old fashions. And this is like the spot that they come, including Chris Porter's parents who live across the street from here. Um, so imagine these guys, playing one of them has long dreadlocks yep. one of them looks like this guy psychopath yep uh one of them looks like uh the character that he played steve yep. <laughs> that he looks like a little little tiny little terrorist and uh the other is taylor sherman um uh built like a sherman as we said yes uh taylor sherman who uh once played basketball with us him and sanjay against me and john and uh, we thought sanjay and taylor were going to die yeah in north carolina probably wishes they <laughs> maybe did that way you can really prove a point 
that we oh take we play God. for keeps on this we, court. We, yeah, listen, there's, the, we, there's no messing around out here. Right. We're not. We're not. The, you could perish. So okay. All right. I have so many questions. So <laughs> about with this game, is this is just a rebranded Dungeons and Dragons, right? Uh it's a it's a lot easier to kind of it doesn't it's not as intimidating as Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. This place, uh this game since 2019 has won every single uh board game award and is Stop. and is been named the best board game ever created on like 16 different publications. It's called Gloomhaven. Uh the owner, uh, uh, the creator of it, his name is Isaacs, I believe. Uh, he had a degree in journalism and uh, some other weird degree, but it's very fascinating how he kind of put this game together. Uh, there's different expansion packs. Uh, if you have three other nerds with you, it's a fun game. Like he did. And literally the game, we, so we, we only played two levels. The game has like 50 levels. We packed up our stuff in little boxes. So the next time we play this game, we just unfold our stuff and it's right there. All right. Uh, fellow nerds, uh, it is on the best board games of 2021. It's one of 10 though. It's not, doesn't say it's the best. Azul is one. Yeah, we played that. Z- Cosmic, yeah. Cosmic Encounter. Not familiar with that one. The Crew. You ever play that? No. Wingspan. I've heard of it. Gloomhaven. Obviously. <laughs> code names. You ever like code yeah, names? Yeah, I've heard of that. Greedbox. Root. Oh. Pandemic Legacy Season yep. Zero. It sounds, yep. Pandemic's a really good that game. That sounds too accurate to the yep. current times. That game, you actually have to get like sick. They infect you with something and you have to cure it before the game ends. Or you die. It's a super realistic game. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. There's the, the John is playing games now with that. That's a, that's a, I didn't, I didn't. So well, then we were picturing like, imagine like Brett walking down here and be like, what the fuck? And just walking away. Like mid describing yeah, the game to him. No, that would have been, yeah. He would have walked <laughs> yes. away while you're describing the game actually. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so we've been out here. How long have we been on the road now? Two weeks? Two and a half weeks. So we've done a couple festival shows and arenas. Um, Massive crowds. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the crowds have been huge and great. Um, you know what? This is a gripe. I don't know if I should save this. For what? If I should just save it. Just for the gripes. Gripes could be everlasting. All right. Well. They just go where they want. Um. There's been some stupid fucking guest list rules Gripes. on this tour. Yes. So, um, like at three of the bigger arena shows, we've had to in cities where there is no, there's no COVID protocol. Right. Really, there's right. no mask mandates. Right. There's right. no nothing. These are in cities that that was, which one of them being New Jersey, which is insane to me. Tennessee's in a mask mandate, and New Jersey isn't. Um. So I we get told that we got to like um put our guest list or we have to send people their emails, Cell their phones, phone numbers. It's all no, uh, non it's all non paperless contact. Uh, social security numbers, I believe in a blood sample. <clears throat> yeah, in favorite colors. And their favorite color. Um to put these people on guest list. So I put some of my friends on guest list and then the other day in in Minneapolis, I put some of my friends on the guest list and 
um, I was told that they were going to receive emails. And then literally, I guess I missed a text message to where we changed way before doors. Now it's physical. And they're going to put someone up in the box. Office. I've literally told all these people that they're going to get emails. Right. And I'm, I'm getting texts and, and messages being like, Hey, I uh, didn't get an email yet. And then I text Ed and John. They're like, Oh, they're at the box office now. Cause they changed the rules mid game. This is my, this is my gripe with this. You have 13,000 people right. in an arena, right? Not including staff, Not, vendors. That's just, all that. that's just fans, yep. right? You have ushers who are working. You have vendors who are working. Security. Security. You've got, there's Merch at least people. 300 staff. Cops, everything. There's at least 300 staff. 100%. You can't put one person right. at a ticket window right. to check a clipboard. To, like, oh names. no, we're doing this for COVID reasons. Fuck off. Fuck off. You're doing this for, listen. <laughs> I got a fucking. The hypocrisy of all this shit is really finally right. starting to get to me where it's like, oh, you can't do that, but you can do this. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. You you literally have people serving people fucking hot dogs and breathing right. all over them and security and all this shit. But like, you can't put a person at the ticket window to leave. To, like <clears throat> all the guest list was like digital. It was the dumbest shit it I've was ever super seen. Confusing. It's not a, if it's a, if it's not a bad process, if you do it the right way, but the wording of it in the last minute changes is what the problem is. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, we even, we still do the first time it was going to happen the morning of the show. So it's like, what, what do you mean? No physical. I don't get it. Yeah. That I just don't, uh, it's stupid. It was stupid. And I was very, I was like, why, like why all this yet? There's going to be 13,000 people packed in here tonight. Correct. And it's going to be no problem. Everyone's going to be having a good time. But God forbid we put somebody at the ticket window. Right. To fucking. You no, know, anyway, stupid. I'm just, you know, I'll save the rest of my gripes. We'll do gripes later. The real gripes. Yeah. I mean, we just. I don't really have that, really have that many. Here's something I. Uh, maybe this is. A, this is my. This is actually isn't a gripe. This is more of an observation. I love this. Let's get into the, it. The. I, I think we're backstage somewhere. And someone last show. You had said something. And the fan was like, well, fuck me running. And, I, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I, it struck to me because I'm like, you know, this hard, has been bothering John for a couple you know days. How hard it is to fuck someone while they're running. Cause now you have to be running too. And this uses, this doesn't include a piggyback, which I think if you could run while someone fucking you as a piggyback possible, but while you're running, how do you do it? Also, have you ever ran with a boner? Yeah, Can you run with an erection? Well, it's almost like a rudder. It cuts through the Ted wind, right? What? Yeah, like a rudder. You, if you you could swim with an erection because it's almost like, like a like a rudder. So maybe you could swim through the air. You're running. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't right know. Now? Either way, so when someone says "fuck me running," like you, been, but he's brought this up the how, last couple days. Do you know how tough that is? Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they they say "fuck me running." Like, I gotta figure out how hard. to do it. I'm gonna figure out how to do it. I, honestly, I just want you to make a video of you trying to like a, how, how a you get it? an erection, yeah, and b run with it. Oh, so you're saying start off completely flat, like flapjack pancake dick, yeah, yeah, and then as you get go around like a quarter mile lap, you start pop it up, start running soft. And, and if finish you can get with, hard by the time finish with a hey turkey's done, dude. Listen, if you have a the meat probe, if you have a meat probe by the time you're done oh running, oh my dude, god, what a you're good my run. hero. What a good run, then. 
Dude, you're my hero. You use the air to come. <laughs> the cold wind. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> There's a lot of weird sayings like that, though. Fuck like, I, like I, I get so mad. Like I, the miss, the miss, uh, calculation of the word literally, literally drives me crazy. Because people like, like the, I think they. They get figuratively and literally wrong. Correct. And it drives me crazy. Use that example right now. All right. Uh, like you literally fucked me running? Yeah. So like <laughs> a fan was going to be in the front row of our show. Right? Oh, dude, the fire the fire literally burned my face off. It did it though. No, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't burn your face off. Because we'd smell it. It figuratively burned your yes. face off. And secondly, we would have had Sanjay take a photo if it right. burnt your face off. We just created a new Freddy Krueger. Just for insurance reasons, yes. really. But yeah, there's a lot of little things like that. Like there's a lot of stupid Sparky, uh, my old tech used to tell me uh stupid laws all the time. Or like a, a fact about the state in between so one time a night, he would give me an interesting fact. And, you know, it'd be like in Oklahoma, you can't marry a cow and a woman, you right. know, like one of those things, which is actually probably a real fucking right thing. Um, so I am, uh, I am buying, or I'm, I'm in the process of trying to buy a new bed. Um, and my, uh, this, <laughs> this sounds like if this was any other podcast, you know what that would sound like right now? Like I was about to do an ad. Yes. <laughs> have you tried nectar sleep? Uh, <laughs> Um, so I have a question for you, even though, uh, it's been, uh, your girlfriend is actually of legal age now. So the last time you saw her, uh, she was, I think 15 and now she's actually legal. Yeah. She gets her <laughs> second shot, uh, tomorrow and she has to wait two weeks. But after that, her MMR shot, right? Yes. From high school. Yeah. You got to get pox. And then after that, <laughs> All right. And by the way, John's girlfriend's perfectly legal, as we've talked about. Uh, Aaron just doesn't. She doesn't look legal. <laughs> she looks. <laughs> he looks very young, and he looks way older than he actually is. Yeah. So fifty-six. Um. Uh. My question is: Are when you sleep with your girlfriend, which you haven't done in two years? In two years. Um. Are you like a are you like a sleep on opposite sides of the bed guy? Are you like a cuddled up kind of guy? I if I if I have to cuddle I always uh, I can always sleep on my left side because in high school I broke my collarbone playing lacrosse so it's always I can't for a long period of time I can't lay on that side so if I have to lay on my side and like hold her I have to do it on my left side okay so she's just gotta be on that side like, right right. right but here's the thing though here's the kicker here's the kicker I don't like being on the left side of the right side of the bed <laughs> okay so I, I try to the right. I don't. Which way is the right side? Like, if you're, what do you mean? Like, if if the bed's right here, or if I'm on, if I'm the headboard's behind me, I have to always keep on the side. Okay. Because of the alarm clock, knife, uh, methamphetamines, yeah, yeah. Uh, my pawn collection. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I don't. But you know what? I, I make it work. Like I don't. I'm also not like a. I'll cuddle, but I won't like. You don't I want to fall asleep like that. I won't, right. You're not trying to fall asleep holding on to no, your girlfriend. No. Yeah. I mean, because she's got to get up for school in the morning, too. So <laughs> She has to finish her Highlights Magazine crossword puzzle. Yeah. She's going to take her vitamins before she goes right. to bed. 
I love that she listens to this podcast and all I do is talk about how she looks like she's 12. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. I, we have a queen bed. We've always had a queen bed because we kind of sleep close together. Me and my wife a lot. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a snuggle boy. I'm a certified snuggle boy. Not the Drake album certified lover boy. I'm a certified snuggle boy, but I'm like a queen bed certified snuggle boy. Like I don't really want a king size bed. I have a queen bed. That's why I have. Okay. So Thera- I have a- therapeutic though too, yeah. like memory foam. Yeah. We have yeah. a, we have a, there's a mattress company called Stearns and Foster, which is a great mattress company. We have that. And then we have the, the, the six inch pillow top on it. Um, here's a, Okay. Uh, Use code uh, Tom yeah, yeah. Zach the fuck engines for ten percent <laughs> off your therapeutic. Uh, yeah, here's you know what I can't no. I, listen, my wife has never listened to this podcast, but I don't, I don't think she would appreciate what I was about to say. Perfect. Um, I'll fuck it. I'll say it. My I, I don't have a good fuck bed. My bed's not a great fuck bed. It like it's softer. It's soft. It's very comfortable to sleep on. And this is the problem that we're having because we're like, man. We need a better bed because it's it's almost too soft. So like when like you're trying to get into like a, a certain position, like maybe named after an animal or something yep. that like your knees are like so down in the bed, like I'll get like a leg cramp in my calf. <laughs> well, you're not drinking enough Gatorade is what it sounds like. No, I actually wear a backpack with a Gatorade straw on it when I'm when I'm right before Zach has sex. He starts throwing picks everywhere, like arm wristbands and towels. And <laughs> like at the it's end like of the show. That's show. how I get hard. That's actually how I get an erection. He's the fuck of madness. I got to pretend. I got to pretend that I'm on stage. So right. anyway, it's not a great sex. Have bed. you ever performed with a direction? No. Uh, you know what's weird though? As a side note, um, what? I get tons of plane erections. Airplane erection. Huh. Well, some of those, the, some of the guys on there are pretty cute. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, a couple episodes ago, I said that my friend Zach Smith said that there were the, the quote, there was a boner for every emotion and I was wrong. Retraction. J.R. Moore. That was a J.R. Moore quote. I had to look back to my phone, I think, or maybe I said it was J.R. Moore. And it was actually Zach Smith. I think it was J.R. Moore that said it and J.R. Moore put a video of himself in it being like shaking his head. So um, anyway, my bed's not the greatest sex, but also um, being a man of, of the tall five, eight stature that I am, um, it's too, my bed's really tall and I like to do, never mind. I'm getting my wife. This is going to get me a divorce. Uh, there's, there's certain things I like to do where I'm standing off the bed is what I'm saying. Great. Levitating. Yeah. On, on a handstand. Uh, so, so Mike, so I, we're looking for a new bed and, but the only reason I found out we really want a queen, a king bed is because in the morning time, well, I'll, we want it for the, the extracurricular reasons also but in the morning time my kids will like pile in the bed and like the queen bed's too small how about your dog my wife will never let my dog in the bed but did you put that tuber in the bed though the tumor no no, no. Right. that's actually my wife's pillow gotcha yeah. had it sewn up yep. um so uh, my thing is is like if you were would you do you think you would you would snuggle less if you had a, a king bed uh What's uh, is King longer or King is wider and a little bit longer? Here's what we're talking to a blue drug festival about this. Okay, so I found out that a California King, yeah, uh, a California King is less wide than a king bed, it's longer. You do the Alaskan Queen, that's what I heard. The Alaskan King, right? Yeah, what's that? Who said they had that? That wasn't 
He's got an Alaskan. Yeah, because he's got all his kids and stuff. They said they pile in there like a bunch of sardines. All right, I'm looking up Alaskan king bed. Yeah, I'd prefer a bigger bed anyway. Do you? Yeah, I don't, I don't really. I don't really care. I really don't. Like hotel beds, I can sleep in a, on the floor. Like I don't. There's this one bed on here for ten grand. Um, Which so a flesh. Yeah, uh, of Alaskans actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my thing. I, I don't know. Uh, you know what? Uh, in the comments, tell us if you're tell us if you're a king or a queen bed. Uh, I know right. Arellas, a lot of our people listen to this on audio or go to the Instagram and we'll post a John will post a yep. weird picture of a bed. I'm sure. Cause he does weird, Zach in it. weird stuff like that. And he'll post about it. Um, yeah, that's my struggle right now. Honestly, is the bed buying um, football season is back, John. Yep. Are you aware of that? I am. I think it's good. Uh, last year was kind of weird, obviously with the height of the pandemic, but it looks like, People are obviously going to the games and stuff, and yeah, they're full capacity. Most injuries places, right? already piling up, so I think it'll be a good year. But I tell you what, those Buccaneers look badass already. They're gonna come on, man. Right. They're gonna do. He what might be MVP do. again, uh, and so, so um, the Titans came back and won a crazy yes. game against Seattle. I was very I, I, same which with I the Ravens over the Chiefs. Yeah, too. I cannot wait. We're we're do we should talk about the Ravens on stage tonight just to piss everybody. In yeah, case for sure. Um, I cannot wait um to um rub it in Aaron Jones' face. By the way, who played the Seahawks game that day? Yes, with Macklemore. With Macklemore, which is pretty great. Great hogs. Great hog. Both of them. Yep, for sure. Um, so it brought me back to thinking about this. That something I always try to. People always ask me about funny stories that happened on the road, and I can never remember them in the moment. They're like, what's the craziest thing that's happened on the road? And I go, ah, I don't remember. And it brings me back to, uh, I believe it was 2010. It was football season. And we were on tour. And we were in, uh, people have asked me online because I've talked about it in interviews before. And they've asked me to tell this story. So I'm going to tell it. And I think, I'll be honest. Uh, you maybe have heard this story. Have you ever heard the 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 uh, poop drawer story on the bus? With the bread drawer? Yeah. I have. Okay. I've been to it though. All right. So this is 2010. We have a skillet and puddle of mud out on tour with us. And it is Super Bowl Sunday in Rochester, Minnesota. I remember this because of this story and because we went to a place called Newt's in Rochester, Minnesota that had Juicy Lucy's, ridiculously amazing. Also had uh, the best cheese sticks I ever had, which is basically they just cut off a giant log of mozzarella cheese, breaded it and fried it. And it was like this big. It was amazing. So we're in Rochester, Minnesota. Um, West from Puddle of Mud is still being west from puddle of mud at this time party boy hanging out brent smith is still at this time uh uh being a party boy and and drinking uh quite a bit so we're all in a bar that's kind of next to the bus and we're watching the super bowl and we're having fun and everybody's hanging out at some point that night go to the bus get something off the bus everything's <laughs> fine Later on, after everyone disperses from the bar, we're hanging out. Basically, our whole crew and band were in this bar watching the Super Bowl. Bus is outside, snowing. I go to my room about around 1130 midnight. I'm like, man, I could use like something to drink, like Gatorade or something. So I'm, 
I'm kind of hungry too. So I'm like, I'm, so I get up and I go, I'm kind of tired at this point. I've been up all day. It's midnight, whatever, 1230. I get up. I'm like, I'll just, man, I'll get some toast, something, cheese its whatever. Go to the bus, come down, um, kind of groggily, just like looking through shit, yep. grab a Gatorade, uh, look in the chip drawer, look, uh, grab some, you know, grab some chips, start opening other drawers, which I don't normally do on the bus. Open this drawer, open this drawer, open the third drawer, open it, Ugh. shut it back, start walking off the bus. Realize that that last drawer I opened and no, I'm not the smartest man, but I'm pretty sure I saw human <laughs> shit <laughs> in this drawer. So I groggily turn around, open the drawer. Ugh. There for sure in the bread drawer is human feces. <laughs> 100%. Human uh, shit. <sighs> Shut it again. Walk off the bus, text Jake and Chris Chester, our bus driver, and go, hey, there's actual shit in the bread drawer. I'm fucking going to bed. My phone starts ringing. Both of them. Hold on. What? I go, dude, just go down there. Just go down there. So our poor bus driver, Chris Chester, uh, who we called the East Coast Chicken for a long time, because he, uh, side note, because he got chickens. Uh, and he lives in Tupelo, Mississippi. He was like, he was from California, total skateboarder dude, but like had like a kind of talk like, kind of talk like this. And uh, he said, he goes, one day he comes on the bus, he goes, yeah, man, he's like, I got chickens. I said, but I, one of them wakes up about an hour earlier than all the other chickens and, and starts fucking crowing. I think that's an East Coast chicken. <laughs> so we started calling Chris Chester the East Coast chicken. So the East Coast chicken is down there cleaning Ugh. human feces, which you should never have to ask anybody. Like, had been our bus driver for a long time at this point, almost quit. Like all, that, that almost made him quit. So originally our thought was maybe the West from puddle of mud got mad at us or something and went on our bus and, and pooped in the drawer of our bus. Um, but they were like how he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have the bus code. Right. Right. There's no way he would have the bus. He'd be code. Rispy jumped in that bus. Yeah. He would get murdered. Right. Um, <clears throat> So there's at this point, there was really one other option. We're not going to say who it was, but there's only one other option at this point to this day. Still denies it, by the way. We should bring it up today on the bus. What if, what if it what if it's, uh, the, it's the super weird? Man. There's no one else. That smell is going to be horrible. Oh, my God. We threw away the whole drawer. Because I remember walking on the oh, bus. Oh, you threw away the bread, too? Yes. Yeah. The bread was gone. Yeah. But also the drawer. We, th I remember getting on the bus the next morning and the drawer was gone. There was just a space where that drawer was. <laughs> a fucking RIP to the drawer, you know? Hell yeah. And so I just remember that story. And, and now every time football season comes around, that's all. That's, I think about it all the time. Ugh. I can't help but think about Ugh. it. What? Where do you, at what state of drunk right. does that happen? Because you're sober enough to realize what you're doing because you have the idea come to your head. Uh, maybe not. The same person who has done this is the same person who was, I have seen right uh, on hotel walls and feces. Um, But, you know, that was a long time ago. It was a different time. Usually he was, he was in a different place. I, I never even said who it was, honestly. 
We still technically don't know who it was for sure, but like we kind of know. This was people in Skillet. <laughs> I knew it was them. This was Jehovah Witnesses in Skillet. I, I FaceTimed with Seth from Skillet last night, actually. All right. Uh, something else I want to talk about, which I think you should do a lot of talking about because you you know, you run a security podcast as well. Um, is this a gap? I don't know how to pronounce her name, but uh, Gabby Petito or Petito or Gabby. I would, Gabby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone knows this case now at this point. Um, I, I'm going to get the details wrong, but I don't feel like reading it off a of thing. Uh, I know she was kind of like a, like a, a blogger and a world traveler and she was kind of traveling across, you know, the Midwest and the, and, and Wyoming and up in the mountains. And, um, obviously went missing she was like a she was like a van life person she like lived in a van and did all that stuff and then i know do you know anything any more about this than i do because i know there were some police reports filed like between the boyfriend stopped uh and And there's like a domestic thing right yeah where they're like hey we're gonna make sure you guys go your separate ways like get to where you're going but take some time away from each other whatever it was they're in the moab desert i know and there's like police footage of it People are piling on the cops. It's like, well, if if Gabby and this guy, if obviously rest in peace, Gabby, but if she didn't end up dying or this guy missing, which you think either dead or two or whatever, uh, that would have been a great police call. Hey, we're not going to arrest anyone. We're not going to whatever, but go your separate ways. We're gonna we're gonna take control of the. We'll get the information. Your information. Well, any evidence or pictures we need and stuff like that. But hey, just maybe take some time away from each other because whatever. Uh, but the fact that it made this turn even worse, it's weird seeing like the police footage because you can see all that stuff in real time. Like, you watch it now. It's like it's like a timeline of the whole deal. If you had the hindsight to man, six hours now, this girl's dead. You don't have that power. And you must feel terrible. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so and then so obviously I don't know when she got pulled over, but they said they lost touch with her in late August. Yes. Which is that's, you know. For any, you know, two days is a long time for somebody to be missing. Yeah. But late August, especially as a female, as a female doing, in doing the middle, what she's doing, yeah, as a blogger who's in the middle of nowhere, you know, there's weirdos everywhere. But you know, this case is like the news is like, you know, what happened to her? When I was like, dude, we fucking know what happened to her, right? This guy clearly killed her. Yes. Um, you know what's crazy though is that we always talk about social media, but like, I, you know. You know, curiosity killed the cat, I guess. But I, I, I went to his Instagram page. Fucking a man, like the the people who who don't know anything about this and like come out and they're like on this page, like where is she, Brian? Like, like he's gonna fucking be like, I don't know. Like he's gonna comment back, like, listen, check I think- your DMs. <laughs> listen, like I, <laughs> yo. <laughs> we we uh, we put emotions into people we don't know you know what yes. i mean it's like listen like this dude obviously killed this girl and he needs to fucking burn in hell for it yep. but like what are you accomplishing by being a clown just like on instagram comments and being like you are you're doing nothing you're doing nothing you're, you're part of the problem you're you're a big part of the problem so like <clears throat> people's emotions get so invested in cases like this which i understand you know, and you're saying, what if he did do it? You know, all these people are, I mean, what if he's dead we, too? Right. We live in a day and age where it's like, it's so easy to just jump on Twitter or face. He face probably did and, though. <laughs> I mean, he looks like I mean, there's just some weirdness obviously with it. But, weirdness. There's no evidence basically at this point that says he didn't No, but until and when he, there's that, I, I have to know. look at, you have to look at evidence hundred percent. 
but I mean, sure. Does he look like there's some obviously issues? And, <laughs> Things are pointing his way. Yeah, we'll just say. But that. until you have the full truth, I, these people that jump on Instagram. Oh, you're a. I said check you were, your DMs. Check your DMs. I direct message you, you killer, or like, oh, it's just like stop. Yeah, it's like that's the thing. It's like like people no. don't understand that like they're not like you're not helping. No, they're you're not you're doing nothing to help this situation no. whatsoever. All you're doing is causing a bigger shit pot to stir. Now, if these people say people are ah, we're we know you did it, how come you're not flying out there to look for her body then? That's the thing. It's like it's all, actually do something. It's all um, you from your dad's attic in Milwaukee texting yeah. a picture of you with the just it's, it's, it's all false stupid. proclamation, it's right? All, like you're, you're just you're always like people. Like I said, people's emotions getting to it, and um, you know that's what they do. They 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 put their emotions into something, and then they go, "I'm going to make a difference by commenting." It's like, no, you're not. I will, just, you know, it's I the same will say this though: if, if that was my sister. Uh, but I have two of them. If something happened to them, and this person was still alive, I would be in jail too. One hundred percent, as you would with your kids. Or I mean, so no, I, like, you just, know, that's like listen. It's hard not for me to not get emotional when it comes to subject matter of kids. Like I just don't like people that can't defend themselves being hurt. Like it's super weird. It's super like it's weird. It's such a weird mentality. People that kick dogs or hit women, or obviously guys can hit guys too. But I've kicked my dog. Um. That's actually what cured him of his uh, tumor. Um, he tried to bite my foot one time. <laughs> so gave him a little uh, swift, little kick to the side. So it's like that. I don't. I never got that. I, it's just it's super weird to me. Granted, my dog's built like a fucking tank. Yeah. So it doesn't doesn't really right. matter. Um, it wasn't like he was like a he wasn't like a Yorkie or something where I yeah. I kicked him barefooted because he tried to bite my foot and he didn't move. <laughs> like he did body just didn't like it was like it was like a kicking old concrete wall it just absorbed, like, oh, thank you for scratching my back it just absorbed thank you for my scratching foot. my back you pussy <laughs> it just absorbed my foot basically right. yeah anyway i i thought this case was why it, it kind of caught on like wildfire i didn't know anything about her i didn't know it, you know i'd never heard of her and then the next thing you know everyone on facebook has posted about it yep. and, and talking about you know i guess in one of the um and one of the things like she he had some scratches on him or yep. whatever, but obviously she got the brunt probably, of it. She's probably self defending herself. I'm sure. And this guy, you know, they, but think of all the kids and people that go missing every year that yeah. don't get a single. Not taking away from Gabby at all. It's just we live in a world where everyone's if there's some she's sort of a drama, social media influencer. If there's some sort of drama that can yeah. be manufactured. Yeah, outside the actual heartache and heartbreaking, well, they're gonna do it. Well, that's the thing. We don't care about the people who are missing anymore. We care about the drama of it, right? There's people, you know, the family cares about them missing. There are people right now that watching this going, "Do what? Two years Netflix deal, one hundred percent." That's the thing. It's well, like, so it's like that's for me. That's I find. I know we've talked about the Cecily Hotel or uh, that type of doc- documentaries out here, uh, but. Uh, it is sad that people are already looking at their lips going, man, this would be a great story to tell. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, it, 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 it's people that don't necessarily care about the person. They, they It's the sensationalism of, of it because that's what sells, right? <laughs> yes. I was telling somebody the other day, like I I was on the plane flying out here and I was listening to Don Henley of the Eagles. Um, and I listened to Dirty Laundry, which was written in 1981. Okay. Yep. It is – so accurate about the media 
that you could have written that shit yesterday. Like it is like, go back and listen to it. And it is so accurate about like kind of what this is. Uh, you know, so yeah, yeah, kick them when they're up, kick them when they're down. Like, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like it's about selling the story. Like, you know, that's why I was like, well, man, there's no positivity in the world anymore. It's like, motherfucker, positivity doesn't sell ads. They want everything to be as negative as they can make it be. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's just the shit that it is. And it's true. But, you know, when you talk about it, you sound like a fucking, you sound like fucking Tommy Vext or something uh, when you do it. Um, Anyway. Uh, I've got some gripes, John. Let's hit me with them. You better. Actually, I got, well, there's one more thing I want to talk about. <laughs> Eric brought up something in the dressing room the other night that made me laugh. We were at the Mall of America the other day, and uh, there was a there's a giant SpongeBob statue. And he, Eric brought up the point. He goes, what about in like thousands of years when like archaeologists are like looking for stuff? And then all they find is this giant statue of SpongeBob. And they like, they think that this is our God. <laughs> So they start like worshiping. They start like worshiping this SpongeBob thing, and then they're like SpongeBob mugs and stuff around. SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. How funny would that be? Well, we're one volcano away from another worldwide Pompeii, so it would be super like, man, what? A, their gods look like a like a sponge. <laughs> like these this little is a really, weird pe- group of people. This is a really weird thing. All right, uh, let's do some gripes. Let's do it. You better watch out. You better be nice, or you might find yourself in Zach's gripes. Okay, um, this is actually a, a John and I both gripe because I wrote it down while we were together. Can you stop doing stupid shit to raise money for anything? Oh my! So we were goddamn in, Mall of America, baby. We were at the Mall of America, and we had to rekey our rooms, which happens sometimes. Uh, like you know, we we don't check out till later to go to the venue on a show day, so. At the end of the day, we uh, or you know we go we and John go eat lunch and we got to go by the front desk to get our, our a new room key because they've already changed it over from the day before. The guy goes, "Well, if you guys are staying here tonight, uh, there's a bunch of people uh, rappelling from the ceiling down to the ground to raise money for the Salvation Army." We're like, "Dude, why can't you just sit outside the mall?" And here's and the thing: these guys are these people that do this crap aren't. Raising millions of dollars, little Timmy. Who's, it's like eighty dollars. Little Timmy, who's belaying down a la commando, he has a chance of dying. He's he's raised fifty six dollars today. Man, I will cut you a check now for a hundred, so you can avoid your next rock climbing parachute bungee cord thing. <laughs> Dude, they were rappelling down from the ceiling of the mall. There right. were ropes down there. We yeah, can so the bury This is a ten story. You're up more there. than that. It you're, was you're like eight, yeah, it was you're a, falling to your death. It was a big. It was a big hotel. So like, you know, like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is doing a base jump to to bring awareness to like, how the right. fuck are you bringing awareness? It, it, you know what? Listen, my dad, you know how many people lose their feet to diabetes a year? Right. So this guy, this brave man is wrestling alligators <laughs> for eight straight hours. He got his foot bitten off. Right. Coincidentally. Yeah. Like. You know, listen, we know that, you know, you know, you know how many kids choke on hot dogs a year? Right. Well, this man right here is going to is going to get into a ball of fire and ride his motorcycle around to bring awareness. Bring awareness to. How the fuck are you bringing awareness right. to something? How about you email Brickford Charcoal and be like, hey, can you write a check for a thousand dollars so I don't have to become the human torch today? <laughs> Come on, man. Right. Just give the money. That's the thing. Just give the money. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Jason today is going to swim with sharks. And why is he doing that, you ask? He uh, he wants to bring awareness to the fact that there are 10 kids every year who get scared by the showbiz pizza Chuck E. Cheese mascot. And they're like, yeah, but we don't get the sharks. Yeah, but it's bringing awareness, right? Whatever you say, man. What the fuck? Can we get rid of bringing awareness? Yeah. We're already fucking aware. We are aware of it. But We're do fucking something, aware If you're already. going to bring awareness to it, do something that is relatable to what you're, uh, what you're doing. Or if, if it's like the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge where no one's going to get hurt, these guys... You yeah, but some, that was a big thing that called right, but on. But you also, everyone could do it. That's a social. It wasn't something that like the Mall of America paid $50 to have some drunk uncle handcuff you and belay you down the side of a very tall building to raise $26. If Even if you don't raise money, you've brought awareness. It's so stupid. What the so fuck? Dumb. We're bringing awareness. <laughs> Do you know that one out of every 15 kids blows out the sole of their van skateboard shoes? And today, to bring awareness to that, John is actually going to get into a small cage with three raccoons. One of them has rabies, but we don't know which one. But to bring awareness, this brave man next to me is going to wrestle three raccoons, which isn't the first time he's actually done this, coincidentally. <laughs> it would be the most ridiculous Duh, so stupid. Stop bringing Dude, awareness to shit. We literally said that. We both got to the elevator. We, were like, you f-, we were both like, that's a gripe. Stop bringing that, that, awareness to shit. Just it's stop. annoying. Right. Um, right. So I, the other day, I, I flew home for two days. Uh, we had two days off and I flew home. On the way back, I was I was coming. I, I, I always, this is the way I do the airport at home. I get to the airport. Um. Five minutes before my flight boards. Oh, yes. So I can walk straight on the plane. I know the Memphis airport, like the back of my hand. I have Don't TSA, check bags. I have TSA pre-check. Yep. Even if I am checking bags, I can still do it. Um, it's really quick. So uh, on the on the way to the airport, I left, I left uh, my house at 6 a.m. My flight was leaving, I believe, 7.10. So as soon as I get in the car with my brother, I try to check in for my flight. Um, it won't let me check in. It's like saying something about me check it. Like it would be sorry, we can't check you in right now, or this this feature is unavailable, or whatever. So I'm like, well, sh- well, shit, this isn't good. Like, mm-hmm. so I finally I get there. I'm like, I go to the ticket counter. I'm, my flight's as soon as I pull up to the door of the airport, my flight's boarding. Go to the ticket counter. I'm like, hey, here to check in. They're like, oh, we can't check you in. I'm like, you can't check me in for my flight that just started boarding. I don't have any bags to check. Like, no, it locks us out. And it's not this guy's fault. You know, he's just doing his job. Um, I was like, what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. I'm here. It makes no sense. The flight hasn't boarded yet. I'm here. I can't get through. It wouldn't let me check in on my phone. So the guy's like, ah, dude, there's the, there's nothing I can do. I'm like, this is the dumbest. Like, th- th- these are the same people that charge you for carry on bags now, pretty much. Uh, you can't bring anything over 50 pounds, but you can bring two bags that are 50 pounds. If, if uh, the whole, I mean, I get kind of why the weight distribution, I, if weight is off, like I know stuff can happen, but do not weigh you as a customer. No, it's, we've already talked about this before. It's, the weight, the weight on the, the whole plane. airline industry is a huge so, gripe. Then I got, then I got put on United, uh, quite possibly. I mean, listen, we talked about <clears throat> Frontier and Spirit. I've never flown on any of those, but I got put on United, which is of the major airlines, by far the worst one. 
That was the most. Here's the thing, though. Kathy, our amazing travel agent, Kathy May, um, put me out like I got to Indiana on my new flight that I booked in that she booked three minutes before it started boarding. After I got told I couldn't get on my other flight, I got there earlier than I would have on my right. original flight. Yep. It was very annoying. It was a super annoying day. And that's my gripe because I fucking hate airports. That was also a really good show. First show with the struts. Yeah. First show with struts. Baseball. baseball stadium. Our first headlining baseball stadium show. We've done baseball stadium shows before that were like we were headlining like a radio show. But this was like our first show we put on the show and it sold out. Um, speaking of airports. Uh, I flew on the way home from that on that trip. I flew uh, out of the Charlotte airport. I flew out of Greensboro and I got to Charlotte at like 6 a.m. And none of the food places in the Charlotte airport were open. It was 545 when I landed. A.M. or P.M.? A.M. None of the food places were open. That's weird. Not even a little coffee sandwich shop thing? No. And then there was a line outside of Cinnabon before Cinnabon opened Uh, at like 630 or whatever. But you know what was open? Brooks Brothers. Who is buying a suit? You're doing my gripe for me. Oh. I love it. No, do it. Yeah, but who's buying a suit that early? You're already at the airport. You need a last minute suit at 530? Why the fuck are you buying a suit at the airport? They are upcharged too. I've yeah. actually never seen anyone buy a suit there. First off, Brooks Brothers is lame. Uh, their suits are... They're, I, as a commercial. man who wears suits on stage a lot. Uh, very lame. Um... Very douchey. Uh, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsor this week. Who is our sponsor this week? Brooks Brothers. Brooks Brothers. Ladies and gentlemen. Last minute suit needs at the airport. At 5.30 in the morning, if you need a suit, they got you covered. Can you eat breakfast? The fuck you can, because nothing's open for you to eat breakfast. But if you need a, a, a tweed suit Hell yeah. with a polyester button up, they got you covered. Um... Anyway, I found that annoying. Is that, all to, is that up to the individual store owners to pay rent inside the airports to open what they want? Or is it all based on needs? Because yeah. there's no one needing that suit then. No. No one bought a suit that day. No. You're... Or ever. You're, you're paying <clears throat> ridiculous labor costs to be open. To open a Brooks Brothers at 530 in the Just morning. shut down your store, man. And the dude, Cinnabon wasn't open. Chick-fil-A breakfast wasn't open. There was like four breakfast places that weren't open. I think Burger King might have been open, actually. But no, who wants to eat Burger King breakfast, honestly? Um Cinnabon's good though. There was uh we read it, we did some AM shows a couple weeks ago, and there was a um there was a uh a, a gas station and there was um a purple heart hat uh i I don't know i've i've had many uh relatives in the military and i've been to many military bases around the world uh to play shows um i don't know what it takes to to get a purple heart like in like in terms of a lot of sacrifice in your service yes i know it's not spending 8.99 at a fucking pilot truck stop in the middle of bumfuck Arkansas though. Hey, where'd you serve? Walmart from uh, 2006 to 2010? <laughs> Honestly though, that was a recession. That could have been a rough time for Walmart. The, uh, interesting, you know what I'm saying? Interesting thing about that. So when I was in the government, all this, the vendors near the White House are like these 
the capital, like when tourists come in, they can buy the stuff. Well, FBI, DEA, uh, a couple other ones, they sell their likeness. Uh, so people can use it, but that's why you'll never see a, a hat out there where it's like Secret Service hat or uh, I think ATF's the other one. It, it, people do sell their likeness, though. I just find it hard to believe the Purple Heart uh, will willingly put that out there unless that money's going towards. Yeah, dude, fire it up. Purple Heart Combat. Sorry, 1799. Purple Heart Combat Veteran. Merit, honor, and bravery. Here's my thing. Like someone was walking around who had a purple heart in there and go, fuck, they didn't give me a hat. Right. I'm going to buy. How many actual purple heart people have bought that hat? Zero. I'm going to say zero. Fucking zero. Yes. Nobody. That's just, just so annoying. Imagine if you had a purple heart and you see a guy walk out of the, the sheets pizza <laughs> with a couple of slim jibs and his new, and his new purple heart hat. hat. And he's just like. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, thank you for your service. The guy's like, what? <laughs> I've been driving a truck. I've been driving a truck for twelve years. What do you want about? Yeah, these high, these highways are tough. <laughs> yeah, it's hard out here, man. What? Uh, and then the other, the other, my other gripe is talking fucking purple hard hat. You can buy anything now. You can buy a medal of honor there too, yeah, Jesus. Done, dude. Um, my other gripe is, uh, we all are are fans of wrestling and <clears throat> and enjoy it and have lots of friends who are in the wrestling industry. Yeah. Um, but we all are also aware of that this is an entertainment thing. Correct. No, these guys, you know, people who go, oh, these guys aren't athletes or this, and they're not really wrestling. Like, come on, dude, falling after twenty one hurts. So these guys sacrifice their bodies. Yeah, it's very physical. But man, some of these fans, some of these fans on social media for wrestlers, toxic, dude. I. <laughs> I saw something that that Tom Pope Baron, whatever Baron Corbin, I use his real name, which by the way his brother's coming tonight. I gotta remember, make sure I remind you to put him on the guest list. Um, the replies to these people that they were replying like this is like a real <clears throat> scenario. It is insanity to me. Like the at replies, look at any wrestler posting anything on Twitter, and then just go to the replies. And How'd you see. treat your back on your family? Oh my god. Maybe you're broke, you know, because they did the thing where Baron goes like, Genius. "Yeah, it was great." I honestly thought great it was, character it was a great angle. He's actually really he's good had like four good characters. He's really good at it, though. Yeah, and he played honestly. I think my favorite angle he's ever had was the 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 poor guy. Like yeah. that was really cool. Um, but there's people going, "You probably lost all your money because of blah 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 blah," and they're like actually tweeting this to a real person. Right. You better sell your Traeger grill. grill. <laughs> oh, it's funny that you, you you buy all this expensive meat, but you complain about being broke. <laughs> I'm loving. <laughs> I, I know you were thinking of one. It, you had one in the chamber. Right people there. that really is kayfabe or like, dude, you really they're they're. Well, first off, no one's nerds like us and know what kayfabe they're is. They're acting. They're not real people. Well, they're real people. Like these people assume that every time they glass think that the thing Stone Cold's coming down the ramp with a tire iron and put a, a butthole stop on someone. Yeah, they think that the Dwayne Johnson and Stone Cold Steve Austin aren't friends backstage. There are people that actually think Undertaker was a real grave digger. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> and they they actually when they when they go on vacation, they actually look for parts unknown so they can see where where right. the Undertaker's from. And they, is where is Death be? Valley? Right. <laughs> yeah, dude. And so honestly too though, like so How's Thanksgiving with your brother Cade? 
<laughs> Your mom's vagina must have really hurt popping those two big boys out. <laughs> what the fuck? So stupid. Yeah. So, um, so we uh we've been very blessed by WWE to have lots of songs and stuff that they've used and and many things and 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 be friends with a lot of wrestlers. So they'll kind of take care of us whenever we come to a city or whatever. And that's always fun and, and, and appreciated. But every time we go, usually we're in the front row and man, front row wrestling sitters. Oh, dude. They're like, the, imagine Twitter replies and Instagram replies in person, in the flesh, in the flesh. Yes. They're yelling out like they're booing. Oh. Like, dude, it is the stuff they yell out is so great. It's the best. I wish I had next time I got to go. I got to write some of it down. But anyway, imagine that same father and son we saw last time was in the front row taking, uh, marking down how many slaps, how many punches. Oh, the Yankee, the yeah. guy right now. The, um, so my, oh, my brother texted me. My brother Nick listens to this podcast. I don't know he's going to hear this. I got to find his text. The other day, he always texts me after the podcast if he disagrees with something that we say. Usually I just tell him to fuck off. But, oh, this is what he said. Keeping score to baseball games is a great way to force you to pay attention to the game. I can, Motherfucker, I, I can I'll just put my phone down and pay attention to the right. game. I don't need it's, to write it's down. tell you exactly who hit what home run or yeah, double. Yeah, dude, I, if I need to look at stats, bro, it's right. on the giant 300-foot right. board right in front the of me. The day I walked through a uh, the gate of a, a outdoor baseball park with a pencil sharpener in my back pocket, sh- throw me off the <laughs> roof. Throw me right <laughs> off the roof. A pencil sharpener. Stop. If ever you go to a game with a trapper keeper with notepads, you like just stop. All right. Well, those are my bring gripes. awareness to your you just you're just a fool. You're just a <laughs> dumbass. Those are my gripes this week. Uh, you know what? Let's now we've we talked about my brother. Let's go to my brother's favorite part of the podcast. John, it's time for the movie of the week. There goes kids. Welcome back, everybody. Tonight we got a 2018 AVN Award winner. Your dirty sister touched my dong. That's right, guys. We are actually going to show for the first time in broadcast network history, Your Dirty Sister Touched My Dong. You'll love the slapstick wacky hijinks on Bang Channel 596 for $11.99. Let me tell you, this one is worth it, and you're going to see what all the fuss is about, why this one and sweeped up the AVNs in 2018 because little sisters seduce brother's friends with her perky boobs and wet mouth. What boy can resist a bent-over 18-year-old cutie flashing her nips or grinding his lap? Just don't get caught inside her. <laughs> Your dirty sister touched my dong, Eleven ninety nine. Man. Great movie. That was, honestly... I wish that movie was in 4D, so you like almost like a scratch and sniff. That's how much I really So you could like, yes. like you could get a little. You could sniff the hole through the uh, sound. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I wonder when that's going to come out. 4D. That'd be great. 4D where, like, porno. 4D porno. Yeah, theaters. where it's like you watch the movie, like, oh, this is really cool. What, what, you actually started having sex with someone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this feels really this real. Really you look is, down. That a, is that a real mouth? <laughs> yeah. Look down some homeless guy's right. blowing you. I'm bringing awareness to. Oh, <laughs> bringing awareness. <laughs> oh, this is actually, this is a homeless appreciation. We're bringing awareness to homeless while letting homeless people blow you. Uh, uh, John, um, do you have any, um, what's going on this week? Give us, give us some shaman like things. We need some good ones. Dude, I, we only got one new thing this week. Wow. We haven't people been are, up. people get lazy. It's pissing me off. They sent them to our Instagram though so, too. I feel right. like right. We're gonna start bringing awareness to the uh, the S- advice. S- dreams. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you have any uh, dreams, if you have any crazy dreams that you need us to analyze, if you have any life advice that you need us to give you, if you have any questions for us, please send them to suplifeadvice at gmail.com, John. Suplifeadvice at gmail.com. All right. What you got, John the Shaman, keeping you on track. All you gotta do is touch his big old sack. Of mail. Uh, but this is actually a really good uh, advice question. All right. I want to get some guys' thoughts on this. Okay. Would it bother you if a woman you are with has slept with more people than you? Hmm. I am single and have slept with a lot of men. And just wondering. Praise God. Also, what age do you think people should stop having one night stands? Thanks for the laughs. What a great question. Man, I'm I'm kind of glad I don't read that email box because I, I kind of want to know who this is. Oh, um, uh, you know the guy. <laughs> you know the guy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you There's know, a young female. Uh, you know, uh, listen, I, it wouldn't bother me. I think, you know, I people. I think people take sex far too seriously. Um, I think it's a natural, especially human. if you're in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> what? I think that it's a natural human thing that happens, you know, and I think that if you're, you know, you're doing out there, you're doing your thing, uh, you're not committed and like, or, you know, if you're, you know, you're, you're single, obviously you're not in an open relationship, which a lot of people are, you're not in like a committed, like do whatever you want. Yeah. What's wrong with what I said if you're 50? Nothing. That's what you're supposed to do when you're 50. Why do you think? Oh, you well, I think society has this thing where it's like you have to get so saying, society love, is, get married, blah blah blah, which is great, obviously. Yeah, but society's put so many restrictions on like or like tap made it taboo of like what like listen, do what you want. Like it, it, you're not hurting anybody unless you have like you know don't get the hiv and start banging a bunch of people. But but if so, what are the rules if you start having one night stands like four one night stands with the same person? Like, is that start becoming that's, a trend or that's, you bring that's, awareness that's to somebody, what I That's somebody that you're fucking. Right. If It's not a one night stand anymore. If you, if you right. have four with the same person, that's a dude that you're banging. Now, what if this person, hypothetically, you're a female, this is a guy, but next time you see them for one night stand, now, now that guy is a girl, is that considered a new one night stand? They have you're, a sex just, you're a lesbian now. Okay, cool. <laughs> Which is dope. Cool. Good for you. Cool. Um, sister, now, sister. Yeah. I, you know, I... I, a, I don't think it's, I, it wouldn't bother me if, if somebody had slept with more people than me, uh, it'd be fucking astonishing. Uh, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me. Um, unless, uh, this is foul. Oh God. Yeah. But if like the, the parts were look like a, look like a, look at, look like a Griswold, uh, Turkey, uh, <laughs> What? Like if like if you had some of that many people that had like your body was just ravaged from like over usage. Uh, 
Like at that at that point, you're kind of like maybe I do have a problem with this. <laughs> yeah, listen, if you're blown out, if you're if you're if you're whatever area looks like the the gobble out of male turkey, uh, <laughs> there's needs. Maybe you should slow down and maybe snap that back too. <laughs> or if you're a guy, if your asshole looks like a fucking sarlacc pit. Oh my god! <laughs> maybe you should slow down uh, a little bit and calm down the one night, one night stands. That's Jeez. gross. His hole looks like a tremor. Uh, <laughs> or graboid. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Bacon and uh, Fred Warner hunting your asshole <laughs> through, through rural Texas town. Yeah, so I... I was Jared, can you put, any, can you put <laughs> other audio over that? That whole, like, 30 seconds. Uh, put, like, a Ronald Reagan speech or something over it. Dude, my fucking toenails are whack right now. Tear down that wall, Mr. Gorbachev. <laughs> That's what you should put. Dude, my toenails. I, look, I got fucking raptor claws right no, now, No, you bro. can put your, dip your feet to your paws like an osprey and pull out a fish. Dude, that's that a lot going on. You have on. otter feet. I have, I have good feet. Have you ever noticed? A, look at that scar on my foot. You know what that's from? that from? A curling iron. When I was a kid, I ran into my mom's bathroom and I tripped over the cable and the hot curling iron touched my foot. Can we talk about how your mom just comes to the show and just owns it? Yeah, yeah well, just, that's the second but it just rolls out. It's Ollie. Yeah. Ollie's the same way. Ollie will walk. My mom was at the show the other night in St. Louis, and Brent Brent scared the shit out of her because when we started enemies, he goes, he always does this thing. He'll go, let's go, and then but he was like right next to her ear, and she didn't know he was right there. That was pretty funny. That was pretty great. Anyway, uh, this has been episode twenty six. Uh, we miss Paul, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we love Paul. We actually see Paul at other podcasts where it's like. We don't see him at all. He, he's been... He's, he's just been doing another... <laughs> by he's, himself. Uh, he's just been doing another podcast. It's just him. He goes, hey, I can't get in touch with Zachary John, so I'm doing my yeah, own this thing. Is, uh, this is my podcast now. Hold on. You know what? Let's hold on. Let's... I'm going to call him right now. He wouldn't even answer our calls. He's busy doing his other podcast right now. This motherfucker. This guy. Man. Please leave your message. Oh, he doesn't even have a voicemail, dude. Come on. We can't even talk shit for We can't even bring awareness to his. Okay, let's bring awareness this week. Uh, Can we for, bring awareness to, to whatever the voice, fuck Paul is? To get a voicemail box yeah. set up for Paul. We'd like to bring awareness to Paul's uh, lack of, uh, A, answering the phone, voicemail situation. Um, secondly, thank you um, uh, for tuning in to episode 26. Thank you for tuning in to all the episodes. <laughs> Um, if you haven't uh, checked out Futility, uh, the, the real game of living on the GPA. They're 40, over 40% now. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Good for them. Um, and uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube uh, as we're trying to get this thing bigger yes. and keep doing it for as long as we can. Uh, thank you for all listening on the audio, all the audio platforms and yes. all that. We appreciate you. Uh, check out John's other podcast, Spear Talk Podcast on YouTube. Yeah, the other thing too, if, for the streaming stuff, you guys listen to, on iTunes, make sure you go onto our podcast and uh, give it a five-star review and leave a comment. That yeah. helps with the algorithms. Shout out. And start uh, going up on people's other playlists 
Um, so yeah, leave reviews. Even if you hate the podcast, just leave a comment. Especially if you hate the, so hate we the podcast. So talk trash to you next week. Yeah. And we would love that. So um, like uh, the YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube, turn on the notification bell uh, if you want to do that. Yes. And uh, we will see you next week, you nerds. Later. Goodbye.